Hey, I'm Savannah Weber, and I'm passionate about all things small business and marketing. The truth is running a small business is hard, and I want to share success stories and hurdles of everyday entrepreneurs. Pull up a seat and together, let's learn what it takes to build a small revolution. On today's episode, I talk business, branding, and wellness with Brooke Gordon. Brooke founded Beetroot in 2014 with a passion for sharing her wellness story and educating others on how to incorporate healthier recipes and nutrition in their lives. Brooke has built the Beetroot brand around being a resource and creating a holistic wellness network in Northwest Ohio. I am blessed to have been along for the journey since the beginning. Welcome, Brooke. Tell me, like, what is Beetroot to you? Um... I didn't really plan to start Beetroot, but Beetroot found me. I went through a lot of health issues when I was young. It was after my parents' divorce. I was about 12 when they started. I had breathing problems. And then over the next 10 years, I went to about 14 different doctors, specialists, um, you name it, chiropractors, acupuncturists, and hardly anyone asked what I was eating or like, what's your lifestyle like? Or asked any of those questions as if, you know, holistic thinking was just not a part of it at all, which I mean, it isn't a part of the conventional medical system. So after I um, tore my second ACL, then I got a road bike to rehab and I started listening to a podcast where there was an ultra athlete and he was vegan so without thinking much about it, I was like, um, I guess I'll just go vegan because it's it worked for him. It's was it Rich Roll? It was Rich Roll. And so I just, that that was the first time I ever started cooking. I was like 23, 24. I started cooking and I was just eating real food and getting fresh produce. And that was not only the first time I really started getting the junk out, but it was when I started learning how to cook for myself. And before that, I didn't know how to cook. I felt amazing. And I mean, when I was at my lowest point in college, I was sleeping through the night, like 12 hours a night, sleeping through class and then getting back and getting in bed. And I just had no energy. I felt awful. I weighed more. I had low self-esteem. I didn't want to be out interacting with people. I didn't want to go to anything when people would invite me to stuff. And, um, I was like, if I ever want to have a baby, how am I going to have enough energy to have a baby? I don't have enough energy for my own body right now. And so that was the lowest point. And, um, I was also scared that I wouldn't be like a productive member of society. I was like, (laughs) how am I going to have a job? I don't even feel like I can hardly pay attention in class right now. So that was, I mean, everything came out of that. And eventually I left corporate. I had an opportunity with corporate and I decided to leave it, not really knowing what I was going to do. And I was going to start beetroot. And I still didn't really know what I was going to do with beetroot, but I was like, I got to do something with this. But like, you had the mission and the passion for I had it. The mission and the passion and people were very interested. And so I knew there was something there. I didn't know exactly what it was going to turn out to be, but. Well, it yeah. turned out to be this like grassroots nutrition, education, Yeah. Thing and defiance. Yeah. And it's morphed since it started, like based on what I saw people wanted and also what on on what I wanted to do. And so that's been the beauty of it, too. There's a lot of options, a lot of directions you could go. Yeah, I think I'm really fascinated by it because you really started with that mission and the vision and the purpose 
and you built a brand. Yeah. And through that, you've had opportunities to make money. You've done some testing of different yeah. type of business opportunities, whether it was making snacks to sell or hosting um, education opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought the farmer's market to downtown Defiance. Um, so I think it's really neat that you've had this like grassroots brand and people know who you are. Um, they value your education and the information you bring to the table. And that really, I mean, you could take this anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I like about it. Sometimes I feel a little down about it because I'm like, it feels like it's like a power, a powerful horse, like getting ready to come out of the line and they're just waiting and like, they're, they're not really doing much with their talent. And so honestly, I feel like like when you asked me about this to do this for entrepreneurial stuff, I was like, should I really be considered in this bucket of people? Because, because yes. I'm not, because currently it's so low key because my primary, what I really want to do with my time is I want to make sure I'm present as a mom and that I'm supporting my husband and, and his business. And now he's an entrepreneur too. But um, you've definitely helped him with that marketing piece. So yeah. you ha- and you have the marketing background, which has yeah. helped. But yeah, because it, I feel like it's just in you. And yeah. even like your everyday while you're being a present mom, you're yeah. still, you're living, you're living that, that yeah. mission. And so when you're showing it to people, it's just organic. It's yeah. like, yeah, here, this is what I'm talking about. And I'm living it. Yeah, that's true. A lot of what I do is just also feeds like content for sure like what I feed my kids and what we do and us going out. But I was saying that I get a little down about it, thinking like I'm not carrying this as much as I want to right now. And then I just asked myself, like in the last month or so, I was like, what do I want to exist for? And I told you, I want to exist so that people have somewhere to go when they're going the conventional medical route and then it's not getting them answers. So I really wanted to just have enough of a presence that people are like, have you ever heard of Brooke? And I know that like half the town now knows who I am and that's really what I wanted. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel bad about any of that because like people know who I am. They know what I do. They know where to come. I have the brand built so I can eventually do a lot more with it when the time is right. Yeah. You positioned yourself as a leader and information and that, I mean, you're great too, because I don't know, you're willing to serve in that role yeah. and then also refer on when it's outside of your capabilities. And yeah. you've made a lot of good friends in the area and experts um, around yeah. that as well. Yeah. My like five to 10 year goal for Beetroot is I want to have a storefront that like half of the storefront is you would go in and you see like holistic practitioner, you see an integrative nutrition coach, you see somebody that might be more fitness oriented, but you see like medicine blending with food. So the other side would be like a cafe and then you could get like um, a lunch, like a fresh plant powered lunch. You could get like vegan options or paleo options. And then you could also get like meals to take home. Mm-hmm. So that's been my dream for a while now. And I, I say the, this, that's like my, I call that my shorter term dream. And then my long-term dream would be like having um, like a wellness retreat center at our farm. People could like come and detox and like learn how to cook with a chef and learn how to make real food. It's like a bonus if those things happen. And I want to make them happen. I think it'll happen. It has a lot to do with like also the right people being there that would be employees if there's right. the right people. Beetroot came along after some time in corporate. What is your background in marketing? I mean, you've you've made this come to life and you've also supported Dalton mm-hmm. um, in his entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. So- how, how did you do that? 
I always, I realized you asked me like if I had like mentors or people that, and there was a lot, there was a lot more than I even thought I was thinking about that. There was some in college, there was like Dr. Dr. Susan Wager, she was a professor and um, she was always interested in me and speaking into my life. And, and then I told you there was another professor, Mike Wolf, who one time I said something like, I don't know, really know if I'm made for business. And he's like, oh, you're made for business. <laughs> And so there was just people like that that took an interest and encouraged me. Somewhere in college, I was getting my business degree. I was also learning photography with a film camera in the darkroom. I was developing film. And in some weird way, I feel like that blended together. And then this other company came along. This was the corporate gig where I was doing a lot more like marketing specific stuff. But they had a marketing position open and I was like, I don't really have a marketing background, but I have a business degree and they're semi-related. And honestly has a lot more to do with like the way that you test and how creative you are versus like how much schooling and training you totally, had, you know? So, um, luckily they hired a marketing consultant that was doing consulting for their business, but all, I mean, really he was teaching me for three years. So how have you used all of that education and to help Dalton launch his business? And have you run into any surprises? I mean, Dalton's is pretty cut and dry. His is pretty straightforward. You got water problems. Dalton helps solve them, and he's been doing it for a long time. Dalton's business was, like, very clearly you have this need. He can meet it. And so mostly it was like. But you did a good job branding it right away. You had the logo. You got the hats. You had some humor. It was uh, mostly photography, I feel like, for him. Like, just making sure that I showed his face. People like to connect to a face and a person in 100%. I mean, in your case, you kind of had a passion turn into a business idea. And with Dalton, it was a skill that he wanted to grow into a business. I guess, what advice would you give to someone wanting to start a business? Mm -hmm. You could be really passionate about something that doesn't offer a service or meet any need for people and people don't care. So if you want to start something, if you want to do your own thing, you should write a list of what are the things you're passionate about? What are the things that you know could be needs that you could meet and then see what's like going to connect on that list, on those two lists? Okay, so they have a list of their passions. They have a list of possible needs in the community. Let's say they find something that meets. Mm-hmm. What would be, what do you think their next step should be? Oh, I would say to go with, like to find someone who would be a kind of a mentor to help them get started, to get the brand created to talk about like what they would want to be about what's their mission how they're going to reach those people that have those needs right do you think they need to have a business degree or photography experience of course not (laughs) someone said something recently that that she was so glad that she had um actually i think it was diana she was saying that that accomplishing her storefront that she had or her her act, her physical her presence. Yeah. She was said something like that was such a big deal for me. Something like not having a degree or since I didn't finish my degree, I was like, Oh gosh, girl, if you have drive, if you have talent, if you're good with people, Oh man, that goes so much farther than, yeah, especially too, if you have a passion for learning, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she just started taking pictures of her kids and she obviously had to learn along the way mm-hmm. um, about photography. Um, so going back to your, you mentioned some professors that were guides for you. And I've been doing a lot of that lately, like looking back, like how did I even get to where I am? 
Um, and those mentors kind of help you steer your path. Um, mm-hmm. So besides um, college professors, you mentioned your dad. Is there anyone else along the way that's kind of a rich role was kind of an inspiration to you? Inspiration. Um, is there anyone else along the path that kind of steered you? And did you seek them out or, the you know, mm-hmm. you know, these were ones that kind of landed in your life? Has there been any mentors that you've seeked out? I can remember having teachers when I was really young that really stood out to me. One of them to this day, her name's Laurel Hopkins. She um, she was my second grade teacher. And to this day, she follows beetroot. And I just took her a meal because she was recovering from COVID. Oh. And But Laurel was just, she was so positive and so sweet. And she definitely took an interest in me. Um, and then just in high school, my two English teachers in high school were great. Kayla Bagley was one of them. TJ Shot was the other. TJ was the one that, would push me a lot on writing. He was like, I know you have a lot more talent than that. I was like, I feel like you're grading me harder than other students. And he was like, maybe I am. <laughs> He's like, cause you should be, you should be writing better. So, and then he and I would meet up like every year after high school. I can remember he gave me like a CD and some other stuff when I graduated. And he, it meant a lot that he wanted to push me. He saw talent. He wanted to make sure that I knew that. So this confidence that you have, you talked about guides. Where do you think this came from? Growing up, my dad was the president of a bank, and um, he used to take me to preschool in Hicksville, and he would always go to coffee at Yoder's. It was the restaurant that everybody goes to in the morning. And he would take me, and I would sit with him with, quote-unquote, the boys, like <laughs> the attorney in town, and Bruce Guilford, he's the realtor, and he, I would have coffee with these guys. And I just he let me sit with them and be with them. And it was never like you're a kid, go sit at the kid table or here's some crayons, go sit over there. It was always with the guys and the guys interacted with me. And so I always felt like I had a seat at the table. Like, you know, people use that expression, a seat at the table. And that's because he literally gave me a seat at the table. And so then I feel like in later years, it made me feel like, yeah, I'm supposed to be a part of these giant strategy meetings for a company. I didn't think much of it. And looking back, that was a pretty big deal, not just because I was a woman in business, but because of how I was young. I mean, I was very inexperienced. I, And it meant a lot that they they respected me enough to let me be a part of that. Thank you so much, Brooke, for the good conversation today. It's hard to know where to start with better food options, and it's hard to get on the right track with all the information out there. Brooke has been a resource for me when dealing with food intolerance issues with my daughter and when I just feel like I need a holistic opinion on something. Brooke is offering pantry makeovers, wellness coaching, and more. She can meet you where you're at and help you get to where you want to be. You can find Brooke's information at the show notes on smallrevolutionpodcast.com.